You're listening to Rome Theme from Rise, Son of Rome. Released November 22nd, 2013. Composed by Borislav Slavov. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week is the host of The Movie Bar. Every month with the dyad, it's Bedroth. Hey, hey, it's me. I'm back again. And uh, Back again? You yeah, survived. Um, I did. I did. It's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks, but uh You but yeah, made it. I'm, uh, I'm here. You made it to the Ides of March. I did. Now we'll, we'll have to see if I make it through the Ides of March. Yeah, it's not over yet. <laughs> Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. 
And before we get into the theme, um, I'm going to continue the shouting out of the Spotify comments as they continue to come in. We did get another one on our House of the Dragon episode from Jardle. If I'm pronouncing your first name wrong, I'm so sorry, but I think it's Jardle. They said, I love this theme. Amazing episode, guys. Sending love from Brazil. Brazil, awesome. Heck yeah, man. Nice. I told you. BG Mania is Thank you for listening. From, from Texas. Soon to be its own country. <laughs> oh man, yeah. If if this one lawmaker has his way, it, it's never going to make it through the house, man. It's although I don't know. Stranger things have happened these last ten years, so we'll have to see. Stranger things <sighs> I might have just happened have to move. throughout history <laughs> as well. They have talk about a political intrigue. Yeah, um, it all yeah, ties together. It does. It does, and. Uh, because of something that I'm sure you're probably about to say, uh, I am not going to do my usual thing and word vomit a bunch of background on the topic this time, because we're going to be talking about that a little bit as we go through, aren't we? Yeah. So <laughs> did we even talk? We, I know you and I didn't discuss it all once we put together the calendar for 2023, which I had a lot of it done, right? Like at, at one point when I first shared it, I had a lot of things on there. And I'm fairly certain this was already on there. And I you, think that so. was one of the first things that you said. I was like, dude, that's really cool. Like you you really liked the idea. Yeah. Um, and because you can go so many ways with it, you know? Yeah. And I, that's the thing. Like, I didn't know what I meant by the idea, because all I knew is that the Ides of March was March 15th. And that's the day Julius Caesar died. That's all I knew about the Ides of March. That's, but actually, think, that's probably all most people know about the Ides of March. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, however, there is a lot of things that have either been surrounding the Ides of March, the March 15th, mm -hmm. the middle of the month. Um, things that, you know, were were done. And, and really, there were so many avenues to explore based on just the idea of the Ides of March. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Going into this, you and I didn't speak at all. I mean, I, I had to assume, and I was right, and I'm sure you assumed as well, we would have some tracks relating to Julius Caesar somehow. Of course, um, yeah. However, there are a few from me and a few from you that I have no idea why you brought them, and I know you're just as confused when you saw mine. So yep. instead of actually talking about the track, like, so that opening track was my first track on the episode today. Um probably pretty obvious but very nice opener they, yeah <laughs> yeah sets the theme for the for the i think the idea of the ides of march right but talking about rome theme from rise son of rome again composed by borislav slavov at this point i would talk a little bit about it however before i do i want to know and this is what we'll do each time how that fits in to the theme but you have to tell me well i mean and it's pretty obvious like you said this first one is fairly obvious uh son of rome um that is uh, I'm, I'm blanking on whether that was officially one of like Caesar's epithets at the time I, I think it was um, and I feel like I should know because for any listeners who don't know I used to be an English teacher I actually taught Shakespeare's Julius Caesar several times um, I'm sure you know the, the, the entire thing by by heart yeah, most of it. At one point, I had Mark Antony's speech um, like memorized, but but I could tell you all the beats of the play, um, most of the major characters, and all that. And so, um, yeah, it's a son of Rome. It's it's a it's a Caesar track. So absolutely related to Julius Caesar, right? The son of Rome um, obviously takes place in Rome the entire game, which is actually a good game too. Um, well, 
<laughs> uh, I don't know anything about it, so I can take your word for it. That there are a lot of it there's was, a lot of stuff out there about Rome and Caesar. There is, there really is, there really is. And, and Rise, Son of Rome. I, I I had to think for a second because I said it was a good game. Um, it's not a bad game. I don't know <laughs> if I would consider it a good game. It's probably an average game, thinking back. But it was a launch title for the Xbox One, and I bought an Xbox One right away before I traded it in a few months later and then rebought well actually no I never did I didn't get another Xbox again until the Series X um, but this is one of like the main reasons I wanted to get that stupid Xbox One was because I thought this game looked so freaking dope um, and it was cool right being back in, in Rome and, and playing through this time period and the soundtrack as we just heard it, it really fits the time period um, but it, the, the game just kind of was okay yeah very very epic swords and sandals kind of stuff uh, what kind of game was it? This was basically like a, a slower version of Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. Like similar okay. thing, third person running around, action adventure type stuff, um, but not nearly as, as fluid and smooth. Which we'll be uh, talking about a little later. As I knew we would. <laughs> yeah. And, um, of course, Caesar won't, won't, won't front front load all of this because we'll be coming back to, to Caesar a couple of times, but... Um, Julius Caesar was uh, famously a, a dictator of Rome. Before that, he was one of three like heads of, of the Roman Senate, along with Pompey and another guy. I can't remember, Seneca, maybe? Anyway, less important. And then Caesar and Pompey had this power struggle, and Caesar um, defeated Pompey in battle and went back and basically became like the king of Rome. Uh, Kaiser, which was the German word for king, actually comes from Caesar, and so he was uh, he ruled Rome until his assassination on March 15th. Was so, that researched or was that off the top of your head? That's off the top of my head. I knew all that stuff. Uh, that was all impressive. like in backstory for the play. So like I had I presented it as context whenever I taught it. So I know that stuff. And I know that like, uh, you know, uh, Octavius is Caesar's nephew and became Caesar Augustus later on. Uh, our month of July is named after Julius Caesar. Our month of August is named after Caesar Augustus. Fun fact, those two months were actually added into the calendar in their honor because there used to only be 10 months in the calendar, which is why September, which is the ninth month, is sept for seven. October is eight. November is nine. And December is 10. Even though they're, you know, like two months later than that, it's because <laughs> Ju July and August were added in. So. There you go. There you go. See, you're learning. <laughs> this is this is basically they could play this in in in, in an English class. There you on, go. On on That's March fifteenth. Well, in that case, if you're ready, we can go ahead and uh, before the students all glaze over, uh, that's usually what happened when I talked in class, we can go ahead and get to some more music. I would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, man. Starting out my first block, we are going to listen to Caesar's Legions from Total War Rome 2, released September 3rd, 2013, and composed by Richard Beddo.
Next up in my first block, we are going to listen to The Prophet from Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals, released May 1996 and composed by Yasunori Shiono. Closing out my first block, we are going to listen to Lunatic Eyes, Invisible Full Moon, or Reasons Theme, from Toho Shinpiroku, Urban Legend in Limbo, released May 10th, 2015, composed by Zoon and arranged by Beat Mario.
coming back from my first theme. Uh, this one's going to be an easy one for you. We're first talking about Caesar's Legions from Total War Rome 2. Yeah, this one I actually told you I actually had on my <laughs> list as well. Um, yep. And then saw it on yours, so I was able to take it off. And Because I really do like this track. I think this is a fantastic track, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but yeah, this is clearly about Julius Caesar. And when, more specifically, I, I would say, when he was, and, and would have been the reason I brought it as well um, mm-hmm. when he was in whatever they called their army. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, commander, I think he's called a general in some areas, but I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't really know what their titles are and what, right. you know what I mean? I have no idea. I just know he was a, a fierce warrior. <laughs> he definitely was. And so, yeah, uh, like I said, Caesar commanded the legions and um, his legions were... Uh, victorious over Pompey's, which is how he became leader of Rome. So I thought that this one was was fitting. And like I told you, I really liked the sound of it. There were several I could have picked to like, I guess, symbolize Caesar and his armies, but I liked the sound of this one the best. And uh, it worked really well with your opening theme as well. Of course, mm-hmm. I had no way of knowing that then, but um, but yeah, and I will say there's only one of your tracks that I think I even came across while I was looking uh, it, and I cut it from my list fairly early on just because it was similar to some other things that I knew I wanted more. But we'll get, I'm we'll curious get which one that is, actually. Uh, I will let you know when we okay. get to it. I'm hoping it's not the one I'm thinking of, because <laughs> um, I would have cut it for a completely different reason if that was the case. We, we will see. <laughs> we will see. Um, but yeah, I uh, I really like this one. You were telling me that the Total War games are RTS? They are, yeah. They're actually perhaps uh, one of my favorite RTS games. And I and I say that as, as a very, very casual fan of, of RTS. RTS games and, and that's not even not really right like I play Warcraft I've played Starcraft um, and I've played Total War and I've played a little bit of Civilization and maybe a couple other things I've played Age of Mythology I think a little bit but like nothing that I ever stick with right so mm-hmm. Total War I own most of these actually like back when you were still buying the PC games in box and installing them and that like I own Medieval Total War um, Rome Total War Medieval 2 Total War I think I own Napoleon Total War. Uh, I own this one as well, Total War Rome 2. And I think this is the last one that I bought physically. And I do own Total War Three Kingdoms on Steam, oh, which that, came that out a few cool. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's I love cool. the series, dude. And it always has excellent music in it. It really does. Well, maybe I'll try it out sometime. I, I was never very good at the RTS games, but I also, I never really tried to get into any of the single player campaigns in any of them. I only played with people and they were always better than me. So that and probably covered my And I generally only play impression. the campaigns. <laughs> I don't generally go competitive or multiplayer. Like I generally just play through the campaigns. I'm just kind of historically bad at any game that requires like multitasking and resource management. Like I'm horrible at tower defense games for the same reason. Sure. (laughs) I just don't like those types of games. So I skip them. Yeah. I tend to like things where I can either where I can slow down and stop and think about one thing at a time or where I just power through like a level and I don't have to think about it. It's just kind of instinct. Those are the ones that I I tend to prefer. If I want to be like in a crunch and having to figure stuff out on the fly, I'm usually playing puzzle games. So there you go. Perfect. 
And uh, speaking of games where you can kind of take things at your pace and uh, slow down, um, RPGs, you know, perfect for that. My next track is The Prophet from Lufia 2 Rise of the Sinistrals by by one of the famous Yasunori's in VGM, Yasunori Shiona. (laughs) It's so weird having this game on an episode and me not being the one bringing a track from it. Um, I'm fairly confident every Lufia 2 track on our spreadsheet was brought by me at one point or another throughout the of this show Mm -hmm. Um, I love this soundtrack right I've talked about it so many times I'm a big fan of Yasunori Shiono I think what he did here is phenomenal this is the first one I don't know how it fits so I was listening and I've heard this song so many times Um, I was listening to it with this idea of the Ides of March in mind and obviously with the title of the track as the prophet fairly certain you can correct me if I'm wrong I don't know a lot about Julius Caesar but I do not believe he was a prophet but maybe he was that, um, that's correct <laughs> he was not or he was he was not okay but this track is very tragic and it's very somber so if I would have brought this with this in mind it would have been because of his death but I think that, that's that, that that's is not really, why you brought it that's not it's a really it. good idea uh, you're thinking too hard about it, though. So uh, okay. <laughs> what is the name of this episode going to be? The Ides of March. So so just the Ides of March, because uh, I thought I thought you had down Beware the Ides of March as the name of the episode. Uh, no, I just have it as Ides of March. Huh, OK, OK. Well, um, do you know where like why we say Beware the Ides of March? Um, maybe I don't. It doesn't. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. No. Yeah. Um, so in the play. Uh, and I don't know if this was like popular, like legend. I, I may have known at one time, but I forgot if it was legend that this happened or if it's totally invented by Shakespeare. But in the play, there is a soothsayer that Caesar passes by during a parade celebrating his victory over Pompeii. And the soothsayer uh, stops him and tells him, beware the Ides of March. And this is like a day or two before the Ides. And okay, okay. So, so he was kind the of prophet. foreshadowing. He was the prophet. He was kind he of was the force. Yeah, he was foreshadowing what was going to happen later. And actually, later on in the play, on on the Ides of March, Caesar's on his way to the Senate, and he he happens to see the soothsayer on his way there, and and he says, "The Ides of March are come," and the the soothsayer says, "I Caesar, but not gone." So, <laughs> so yeah. I hope that actually go. happened because that's pretty dope. If so. Like still tragic and sad as this track is, as I mentioned, tragic. It and is. Sad. Yeah, it really is. And I have no idea the context of this track in the game. I've never, I've never played Lufia two, but I've played it, but I couldn't tell you. I've only played through it once, mm-hmm. and I that but, was uh, a very long time ago. But I, I like your I like your reason too. So so we can say they're both right. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man, I need to know but, why you brought it. That's just you know, I would have never <laughs> thought to bring this for this episode. But had I did, that that would have been why. And then switching gears entirely musically. <laughs> from from the, the slow tragic the prophet to this balls to the wall Toho track and man Toho music is always so good I I know very little about the series um, Jeff could tell us a lot but um, before we get into that though I'm really curious to see if you know why I brought lunatic eyes or invisible full moon um no man I got no idea once again this is another one that I am absolutely stumped on um <laughs> It is a it is a very energetic track. It it's it's basically club electronica music, which is really dope. I mean, I love the way this sounds. I'm fairly certain I've heard this before somewhere because it sounded familiar, but I know I've never played this game. I was telling you I've played some of the Toho games. Yeah. Um, how does it fit? Okay, so what I would say. 
lunatic eyes, invisible full moon. I was writing down words that came to mind as I was listening to it, and I literally wrote full moon question mark. Like, there's no way, <laughs> okay, absolutely no way that this is because there was a freaking full moon on the night he was assassinated or some shit. But I have no idea, man. <laughs> So the Ides of March, before it became famous for the day that Caesar was assassinated, um, the Romans didn't like keep track of the days like we do, like the first of the month and the 30th or whatever. Uh, they had the nuns, which would be like the fifth or the seventh and the like three days preceding that. That gave way to the Ides, which was the, like three days preceding usually the 13th, but in a couple of months, like March, it was the 15th. And then you had the calends, which is the days preceding the first of the next month. It's actually where our word calendar comes from. So you had the nuns, the ides, and the calends. Um, okay. And the ides were the middle of the month. So usually the 13th, like I said, sometimes the 15th. But before that became common practice, the ides of March specifically were the first full moon of the new year. Also, oh, it is related to the full moon. And it's because the Ides of March was usually a full moon festival. Okay. And so, so then, yeah, yeah I was on, kind of right. On that. Full moon. Full moon. <laughs> so, yeah, it is because of the full moon. Uh, not really anything to do with Caesar himself, but be, and it uh, has to do to. with the Ides of March. It doesn't have to. There you it, go. It, yeah. it doesn't have to do with Caesar. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Um, one... Two, one. One of my tracks does not deal with um, Caesar at all. So yeah, and I, I think I'm not going to go there. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, this this um, so also lunatic. If for anybody who doesn't know, that comes from this this old idea that um, the moon can affect like our mood. It's like lunatics are people that are more deeply affected by the moon, and that's why they go crazy. Yeah. Um, Luna and. Uh, yeah, so, and this actually, I was looking at some of the comments, this is about a, a boss fight when you're fighting this, uh, this chick in Toho 14.5, <laughs> um, named, uh, oh, Reason. Reason. So it's Reason's theme. And yeah. yeah, she's a boss fight. It's funny that her name is Reason, if that's pronounced, because she's crazy. That's like the opposite of what Reason is, but that's why it's called Lunatic Eyes. Um, and... Uh, that's also why the song is so frantic. This, I think, like you said in in the details that you gave me, it was arranged by an original track by Zune. That original track was probably used in other Toho games, um, and then it was remixed for this. But it was remixed into this like crazy frantic style because it was supposed to be for this crazy girl's theme. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I uh, that's it. So that was my first block. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really enjoyed that last track. I did. Um, I'm I actually you I'm still I'm still listening to it right now. I'm impressed it has 1.7 <laughs> million views. That's really impressive. Um, yeah, Toho music is pretty popular, man. The, probably the most famous one is uh, "Bad Apple." Also, "U N O N Was Her" is a pretty famous Toho track. Uh, my favorite Toho track I've ever found is called Let's Live in a Lovely Cemetery. I don't remember which Toho game it's from or how I found it, but um, it's, a, it's a really fantastic track. I played it a couple of times on very good music. So Nice. Yeah, like I said, I've played a few of the games, but I couldn't even tell you which ones. Um, mm -hmm. Likely on likely on the P PS4 um, when I was doing reviews for a lot of things very quickly, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know which ones they were. The only anymore. game I've really heard a lot about is Luna Night because Jeff really likes that game 
Um, it's uh, it's apparently on the Switch as well, but it's it's a it's a pretty cool looking game. It's a Metroidvania style nice. game. So well, very nice. Yeah. All right. But I'm well, eager, I'm eager to get into your next block, man. Yeah, I uh, I am not eager because <laughs> I, I like I said I mentioned I replaced that Total War Rome Two track with something. Uh, this opening track of this block is that something. Now, I decided, right, like, we'll probably never, ever play another track from this game again. <laughs> um, and I figured, you know, once, I'll do it once. I'm, I'm not particularly proud of it, but <laughs> it fits the theme. Okay. And again, we've never played this game before, so I didn't even know, dude, I didn't even know this game existed. This game doesn't even exist on um, certain websites when you when you look up games. Like, it, it's very hard to find. But <laughs> when I found the cover art, I totally remember seeing it in, like, Blockbuster and stuff. I totally remember <laughs> seeing it. Anyway, let's kick this block off by taking a listen. And, and uh, it's only a minute, and I'm probably not even going to loop it twice. The name <laughs> of the track is Caesar from Xena, Talisman of Fate. This released on December 6th, 1999, and it was composed by Eric Nunnemaker. <laughs> Next, let's take a listen to Turn Up Boy Go from Turn Up Boy Commits Tax Evasion. This released on April 22nd, 2021, and it was composed by James Courier and Ryan Borbone featuring Yuki Dong on vocals.
stop fighting because you're here. I'm not afraid because you're here. Last up in this block, let's go ahead and take a listen to Showstopper from Hitman. This released on March 11th, 2016, and it was composed by Niels by Nielsen.
coming back in, we are talking about Caesar from Xena, Talisman of Fate, again composed by Eric Nunamaker. Why did I bring this one? Everyone's asking that question. <laughs> yeah, I think that this might be the uh, last one of yours that I don't have to... Uh or that is just kind of obvious from the get-go. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're talking about Caesar. I'm glad that's the case. Yeah, we're talking about Caesar. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, this is actually one of the ones that was on my list at one point. No and way! Then after we listened to it, I think I told you earlier that I, I cut the uh, game because it sounded similar to other ones I liked better. No, I, I cut it after after I heard it. I was like, oh, that's like that's a nothing song. It's that's that's <laughs> okay. So I when you said you cut the track because it sounded similar to other things you had heard. That's why I was like, okay, well I know we can't be talking about Xena because <laughs> that doesn't sound like anything that's probably on the episode. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it's got some of the same, like, it tries to be like this epic orchestral song, like our opening tracks were, um, but it, it's not. It's A Nintendo it's so 64 not. game. Man. Ugh. And that, that console, you know, it's it's put out some pretty good stuff. It has. Some good sounding stuff. <laughs> Especially, you know, the Rare and the Nintendo first party stuff is yeah. obviously the best stuff on the system, but... Um, I will say this is not bad. Like it, it's, it's not. It's not an actively bad track. No, it's not like terrible by any stretch of the imagination. It is just very, very bland, right? It, it's very it generic. And it's it's super compressed. I mean, yeah, like, I was going to say it sounds weird. It sounds like somebody trying to make a soundtrack inspired by Shadows of the Empire, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Okay. But whoever was composing it just didn't have the same chops as, you know, John Williams. <laughs> Sure. Eric Nunemaker. More power to you, man. You you made a published 13. video game soundtrack. So yeah, he's gonna compose episode thirteen. <laughs> are they on are they, have they done uh what are they on now? They've done seven, eight, nine, have they done ten, eleven, and twelve yet for Star Wars? Because Eric Nunemaker is waiting to compose episode thirteen whenever they do it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um no, I I seriously doubt it. <laughs> oh man. All oh, right. Man. Moving into a really fun track called Turnip Boy Go from Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, again composed by James Courier and Ryan Borbone, featuring Yuki Dong on vocals. Why'd I bring Yuki this Dong. One? The illustrious Yuki Dong. I, dude, I don't know. Um, uh, I am gonna say... Like you said, we didn't do any research. Uh, I did. I was looking through at some of the comments while, sure. while um, I always do. Uh, I was doing, and I mean, I know that this plays during a secret boss fight, but I don't know who the secret boss is. Okay, so uh, could be something to do with that. It could just be because Turnip Boy goes around acting like a total tool the whole time, <laughs> um, and uh, that's Such kind of part partially what got Caesar killed. There is a lot of stabbing in the game. Ooh. Um, Ooh, your second idea there would have been a brilliant one to tie to this, but that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> tax evasion, I mean, seizures and taxes. There you go. Okay. There it is. <laughs> so the Ides of March, right? One of the only other things I know about the Ides of March is that the Romans used to, like, that was their tax day or something, right? They, okay. Okay, they yeah. used to, I don't know if it was, con like, what we consider taxes, but I know it was a big financial day for them, one way or another. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and, and Turnip Boy doesn't want to pay his taxes at all, man. He tax evasion. And soon he's going to be robbing a bank. That's right. That is right. <laughs> I uh, 
I'm I'm a little way into Turnip Boy. I've only gotten through like the first couple of areas, uh, but it, it's so fun, man. It's so charming. It's such a good game, and this song is this so track energetic. Is great, dude. It's so much fun, dude. It's so energetic. Uh, it, it it has different parts to it as well. There's like a little moment there where it it goes into a almost jazzy ensemble for a second, right? I'm trying to find where it's at in the track. Uh, 53 seconds in, it goes into like a, just some basic trumpet, drums, normal instruments, and then it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fun track, man. It's so good. The first time I heard it in a game, I fell in love with it. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting there in game. It's going to be fun. This one may be the next one to go on my on my list. Yeah, that way you Although can be ready to Although I did just download all of the BitTrip games on Switch. So oh, did you? Might, might plow through those first. Knock out how many, six How many are there games. now? Are there three? There, so there are six in are the Core six? series. Uh, BitTrip Beat, BitTrip Core, BitTrip Void, BitTrip Runner, BitTrip Fate, and BitTrip Flux. I'm assuming you bought a bundle. Yeah, yep, yeah. there's a bundle. It's, uh, it, it may still be on sale on the Switch. I know the sale was ending fairly soon, but it, you can get all like, something pretty cheap. And uh, I also recently beat Runner 2, uh, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien, which is the sequel to BitTrip Runner. Um, okay. And it's just like an Endless Runner style, except it has levels, so it's not really endless. But um, And yeah, then Runner 3 apparently came out at one point. I don't know. I... Have never been huge into like the Bit, Bit Trip series, but I liked Runner Two a lot. So, and these were cheap, so I got them. Nice. But yeah, uh, talking about retro-inspired games, I guess that's you know, Turnip <laughs> Boy is basically linked to the past, but about a turnip that commits tax evasion and perfect. is a tool. So, it's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. What a great game! I am looking forward to the sequel later this year. Hopefully, I think it's supposed to come out this year. So, um, I think so. Yeah. And then my final track of that block, we move into Hitman, the 2016 reboot, talking about Showstopper, composed by Niels by Nielsen. I don't know if I ever say his name right. I think I do, but I don't know. I probably don't, actually. Uh, um, <laughs> why did I bring this track? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, sorry. This this one, actually, it, it, Caesar was assassinated on Absolutely. the Ides of March. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Agent so. 47 is a master assassin, dude. And uh, I love this series. But this reboot, as I said to you while we were listening to it, this reboot was really something special in the way that it opened up the gameplay to allow 47 to put on so many different costumes and become so many different characters. And they give you so many different ways to do everything. Mm -hmm. So many different ways to enter a building. So many different ways to take out a target. So many different ways to blend in. Um, things to do, like side shit to do in the different stages that you're going through and they released it episodically which I thought was actually really fun too even though I was you know kind of against some of the more episodic releases of games at the time the way they did it was was really fun because they would put out an episode maybe like a month and a half to two months separation between but in between they would release like contracts that would change up the levels that were already in the game put different characters you had to take out in there doing different things and, and just made it a very dynamic, like always changing levels and, and missions. Um, such a fun game. Soundtrack's really, really good too. This has some like heavy, obviously it's a stealth spy, right? He's an assassin, but 
you get you get some James Bond Mission Impossible vibes from this too. Yeah, I just I really like it. It's very creepy. It's ambient in in the best way. Like it's not boring ambient. It's you can you're still engaged even though it's not a super active track. There's a lot to listen to here. So absolutely, I didn't even realize how long it was when I was listening to it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's almost, almost five as long minutes, as yeah. that Toho track. Yeah, yeah. it's it's lengthy. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, good stuff and <laughs> a far uh, a far cry from that Xena track. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't usually bring, I don't knowingly usually bring tracks that I don't think are at least good. I but, know, I know, I know. But, but hey, it fits. I had, it I fit, had to like make an said. exception because it fits. And like I said, you know, we're never going to probably play another track from Xena Talisman of Fate. We'll probably, there's a few other Xena games. I think there's one on the Game Boy. Um, we'll probably never bring another track from another Xena game. So, you know, show her some love. She's a warrior princess. Yeah. I might have to check out that Game Boy track. Game Boy music is usually not bad. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, man, nice, uh, nice block there. Uh, turn it boy. Um, kind of the dark horse coming out. I'm glad I was able to figure out what that was for. So <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I mean, you had a lot of good ideas though. You tied it into a lot of different possibilities. That was really cool. You're, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of, uh, issue with the rest of my tracks but no no i i'm pretty sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure i know the remaining four of yours i'm pretty sure <laughs> but the music in my next block though is, is pretty good so what do you say we go ahead and get into it let's do it all right well moving from uh hitman which you you said this was intentional so it, cool it we're gonna move on to backstab from payday 2 released august 13th 2013 this was composed by simon vickland
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Next up, we're going to listen to Death from Lost Chronicles, Fall of Caesar, released May 1st, 2011, Composer Unknown. Rounding out my second block, we're going to listen to Legions of Blood from Assassin's Creed Origins, released October 27th, 2017, composed by Sarah Schockner.
coming back from my second block. We were first talking about Backstab from Payday 2. And now I just really want to go get a couple of paydays and just chow down on them. But <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of payday here. Definitely so. So so why did I bring this track? Well, this block is not very challenging, right? Um, right. Based, based off of either the name of a, of a title of the track or just what the game is about. Um, this is obviously because Caesar was backstabbed, right? Et tu, Brute, or whatever, right? There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Et tu, Brute. Because Brutus, Brutus was Caesar's homeboy, dude. He was, was. Like Caesar's favorite. And uh, he was the one who delivered, uh, you know, um, apocryphally, he was the one who delivered the final blow. And it actually was not in the back, uh, in the play. Uh, it's usually staged where Caius Cassius, the kind of really the force behind the assassination attempt, stabs Caesar in the back at the beginning of the attack. But Brutus waits until Caesar turns around and stabs him in the chest because Brutus is an honorable man. <laughs> but, yep, that's exactly what it was. But Yeah, man, I, I, mean, I, love I, I had track, a feeling, dude. right? I mean, I had a feeling, but yeah, this track is so dope. Um, I was actually like, man, are we still waiting for Payday 3? Because I had forgotten that game has not released yet. Um, still set to come out. It was, it's been set to come out for like the last three years or something, but um, it was moved to 2023, and now we'll see if it actually comes out or not. Uh, these games are fun. It's basically if the heists from Grand Theft Auto were just an entire game about that, but kind of like done in match style like Call of Duty. Um, they're okay. Not my favorite type of game. But this track, dude, the second half is so much better than the first half of this track. See, I like them both, but that second half, it, it's, you know, like you said, it's got that rave sound oh, to it. It um, is so It's good. definitely like, you know, it's club. Okay, I can picture myself in a, like this dark, underground. gritty club. Dark yeah. club with lots of sweaty bodies pressed up, just oh, kind of yeah. grinding and oh, the, the strobes yeah. going off. And yeah. yeah yep. Keep talking. I'm almost there. <laughs> But but yeah, man, it's a, <laughs> it's a really cool track. Nice drum and bass trap kind of thing going on. Um, was getting some, you know, some of those Koshiro Streets of Rage vibes in that second a half. Bit, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's heard this track before. He'd probably like it. Hey, if he's still listening, he's heard it now. Probably would. He probably you would. You imagine if he was still listening. That, that would be... Man, Koshiro san, if you are still there, please let us know because that would be so cool. <laughs> or maybe don't. Don't. <laughs> if, you know, or don't because that way, if we don't hear anything, we can still think, well, he just, he just, yeah, he's just too busy, right? He's just too busy. Yeah, he doesn't, exactly. want, he just, he doesn't want us to know. He doesn't want us to know right. how dumb he thinks right. we are because we don't know what the hell we're talking about half the time. But what you do, I don't. I never know what I'm talking about. I'm just really good at faking it, man. It comes from <laughs> teaching for so many years. <laughs> Yeah, that leads us to uh, that leads us to my next one. Um, after after backstab, we get death from Lost Chronicles: Fall of Caesar. Apparently published by National Geographic of all things. Yeah, and Nat you had Geo some trouble Games, finding baby. info about this one. Yeah. I could not find really anything on this outside of the fact that it's basically like a encyclopedia told through a game. It's it's like I I think you it's got visual a, novels and then you got visual encyclopedias. You got visual encyclopedias, <laughs> but I I think what are those types of games called where you're like finding things like. Um, oh yeah, like searching, the, the hidden, like, yeah, like hidden, hidden object, object puzzles or something. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. like what this game is. Uh, why did you bring this? Well, it's about the death of Julius Caesar. He's dead. There you go. He was stabbed in, in the, the back. Game, the game He's, is called Fall of Caesar. So, yeah. and, and the track is called Death, Chapter Six. Death. I assume this is the last chapter. 
maybe it wasn't the last chapter of the or the last act of the play. It was just the just act three, the climax. So you know, that is I don't true. Know, there is but, there is there is some more after in the uh, in the Shakespeare version. Yeah, and I'm sure, obviously, you know, time marched on after Caesar died. So of course, there was things after. Yeah, there was there was definitely some some but fallout after that, and. <laughs> No, not for him. Um, not for him. Yeah, you don't hear much about Caesar after this. Uh, apparently, according to Dante's Inferno, uh, Brutus and Cassius are in the very bottom circle of hell, along with Judas being eaten by Satan forever because you know they they're they're traitors, and you know Dante was a was a. Uh, patriotic roman <laughs> indeed but, but you don't hear much about julius caesar so um you don't you yeah don't. although he's you know he's obviously he has stood the test of time everybody still talks about him so um this yeah. is another very as it should be a very somber and melancholy track but as it should be yes yeah and the production value doesn't look super great on this. I mean, like, it's from 2011, but you said it looks yeah, like something from, like, 1997. <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm right, dude. That was the, I literally, the only release date I found for this game. Like I said, I could not find anything on this. There's no gameplay footage that I could find. Um, no information on anything. One website had May 1st, 2011 listed, and I was like, all right, there it is. But couldn't find a composer, couldn't find anybody that attached their name to this game. I don't know where I where I found this. Uh, I think so. Some things I just like thought of keywords that I associated with the Ides of March and looked up things with those keywords on YouTube and Cage Insider, and that's kind of it. But so um, this came up at some point, I'm sure, when I was looking at Caesar. So sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but but the production value on the the sound is really nice. The it's instruments clean. sound really clean. Yeah. yeah there really, you go. Absolutely. There you go. Really really yeah. good. Uh, I love the flute in this track. It's very really adds to that that melancholy feeling Absolutely. and uh, but but my last track oh really really love this dude legions of blood from assassin's creed origins i love the sound of this track i think sarah Schachner is one of my favorite modern composers up there with like the austin winteries as i talked about in that composer appreciation episode we did on him mm -hmm. um ever since you know she broke in with assassin's creed unity as her first like major title she had contributed to a few things before that modern warfare 3 the run need for speed far cry 3 army of 2 and uh, assassin's creed 4 black flag but unity was the first one where her name was really attached to it and then from there she did origins and valhalla also doing call of duty infinite warfare modern warfare modern warfare 2 and then anthem i've really enjoyed everything she's done um I'm glad you brought this track, dude, because I thought, and I actually did, just in case, have something saved from Assassin's Creed Origins to bring for this episode. Um, it was not this track, but this is an amazing track as well. Um, Julius Caesar is in Assassin's Creed Origins, so is Cleopatra. Mm -hmm. um, and I know they were linked together somehow. Um, they were, yeah. Um, but, uh, legend had it that, that yeah. they were that they were lovers, uh, but also that Cleopatra was Mark Antony's lover, and uh, Antony was like Caesar's protege. They weren't related, but he was like a devotee of Caesar's and one of Caesar's favorites. So, so, so the name of the title of the song being Legions of Blood. I'm assuming this was brought because of all the blood that was spilled around that, like around the, what specifically. Like Caesar, Cleopatra, and Mark Anthony? Uh, actually, no. Um, that's a very good guess. But, so, my, let me tell you this, uh, my six tracks follow a pattern. 
And okay. your six tracks, is, so not including your playout. Not including my playout. My playout's kind of like a, an unrelated epilogue. It's a bonus track. Okay, okay. <laughs> but my my six main tracks all follow the story of Caesar as told in the play. Okay. So you got so Caesar's legions. Okay. You know, at the beginning, where where he uh, the the whole reason that he became the leader was because of his army and overcoming Pompey. Then you had the prophet foretelling his doom on the Ides of March, uh, which happened to be, you know, the full moon festival. So that that the full moon thing wasn't super involved, but <laughs> then the Ides of March actually has to come. And so that's when the Ides of March were was on the full moon okay. originally. Uh, then you've got he's backstabbed by by his friends and compatriots mm-hmm. and then he dies. Okay. And then there's a war because he died. Mark Antony leads legions into battle against Brutus and Cassius. Uh, Mark Antony and Caesar's nephew Octavian um, lead, uh, you know, an army into battle against Brutus and Cassius. And so you come, you start with Caesar's, Caesar's legions, and then you end with legions of blood. And that is my, that was my, my thing for the episode. That's how I decided to finish it up. That's well, intelligent. When I was putting, when I was organizing my tracks, that's how I decided to do it. So that is, that was very expertly put together. I like that. Very nicely done, dude. You definitely, uh, you, you stepped it up more than I did for this episode. You actually put a story <laughs> behind your six. <laughs> I don't know, man. You've, you've got me stumped on, on some of these last tracks. So uh, one of these so should be real easy, but, um, let's see, let's see what, what I can figure out here. One of these should be real easy and you just can't tell because you don't know the name of the track because it doesn't say it in the actual name, but gotcha. if you look at the okay. thumbnail, you can see it. Okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, I am very excited to jump to this block because I want to see where your mind goes for two of these tracks. Uh, All right, let's do this. I'm in, man. Let's do it. Let's do this. And I am so excited to be to be bringing this first track here. I'm assuming you've heard all of the soundtrack from this game. But, I'm probably uh, yeah, at one point or this, another, this I'm is, sure. Yeah, this is just so good. So let's take a listen to Brave Trigger, the 8-bit version from Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. This released on June 18th, 2019, and it was composed by Machiro Yamani. <laughs> Thank you. 
Coming up next, we'll be taking a listen to Raceways from Mario Kart 64. This released on February 10th, 1997, and it was composed by Kenta Nagata. Last up in this block, and before we close the episode out in general, let's go ahead and take a listen to Lux et Veritas, otherwise known as Light and Truth from Caesar 4. This released on September 26, 2006, and it was composed by Keith Zizza.
Coming back in, we are talking about Brave Trigger, the 8-bit version from Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, again composed by Machiro Yamani. Why did I bring this track? I mean, the Bloodstained connection is obvious. It is. Um, but... I mean, uh, I mean, you didn't know about the Full Moon Festival thing, but you got Ritual going on. Um, <laughs> I did not know about the Full so, Moon thing, but you actually just there hit both reasons why I did bring this track. Okay. Um, so Bloodstained obviously was was the the obvious one, right? Um, but after getting stabbed and all that, you're, you're, there's going to be stains of blood, right? It's going to be bloodstained. But no, um, I do know. And I don't know, I did not know about the full moon ritual and festival and all of that, <laughs> but I do know there used to be some element of sacrifice around the okay. Ides of March. Yeah, yeah. Like I actually, animal, animal sacrifice. Yeah, I, late in my research, I have figured, I have found that it was, uh, I actually almost brought um, Jupiter from the planets by Gustav Holst was featured okay. in... One of the Forza games, I think. I almost brought that, but then I didn't. It didn't really mesh, and uh, it, I guess it could have fit as my playout. But I really wanted to have the playout that I have. Like that was the first track I picked for this episode. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So it, it was a sacred holiday to Jupiter, and animal sacrifice was part of that. So well, there you go. But what a hell of a track, dude! This is so good. Obviously, I mean, it's Maturiamani basically yeah. doing a new generation of Castlevania. So. That's what was so exciting about this soundtrack. And I mean, just I remember when it came out, when it did, uh, listening to it start to finish. I hadn't even played the game yet, but I had already heard every every track in there. Right. And as I do a lot, I mean, I've already listened to the entire soundtrack, talked to Path Traveler 2, and I haven't even touched mm -hmm. the game. But um, I do that often, <laughs> but I tend to do it a lot for either A, research to the show, or B, if I just really enjoy the composer or the, the type of sound that that music is. And for Bloodstained, it happened to be both, right? I just love that style of music, but it's also Machiro Humani. Um, this is excellent. This is absolutely incredible. They did for Bloodstained, which we have mentioned on the show before, um, but just way back when, they did like 8-bit and modern versions of some of the tracks in the game, which was super dope. Yeah, man, this is this is a really, really cool track, man. I like it a lot. Yeah, very cool. Very mysterious sounding. Very Castlevania, right? As it should be. So really, really well done. Then we move into my middle track of that block, Raceways from Mario Kart 64. Raceways and technically Mario Stadium, actually. This, this is the track that plays in both Raceways and Wario Stadium. And this was, of course, composed by Kenta Nagata. Why did I bring this track? So... I said I thought I had you, it. And if now you can I'm, get I'm, this one, I'm, I'm rethinking I'm, I'm, myself. I'm going uh, to be shocked. This is the one that is kind of out there, but I want to see if you can kind of. Okay. It, if you think about it, you might be able to get it. So it did play on Mario Raceway. It also played on the Peach's Castle course. Uh, Peach being a ruler, Caesar was a ruler. Okay. But I was thinking about Wario and okay. Wario Stadium. I actually, I think that in one of the other games, there was a Wario Coliseum, um, and I was getting it mixed up. Wario Stadium was my favorite track to race on when back when I had this game. Damn, as if a, it would have been Wario Coliseum, that would have been another big brain moment of yours. But um, that was, that's not yeah, that what was I had thing. in mind. Um, <laughs> that would have been incredible, uh, though. So... Yeah, I got I got nothing, dude. So you got me this, stumped on this one. This one, the idea behind this track, it ties in to a title of a track that you played in your previous block. 
Okay. Something debuted in Mario Kart 64 that wasn't in the SNES version, the original version, but debuted here and has been in every version since. If I'm in last place or close to last place and you're in first place, <laughs> what can I get? You can get the spiny shell. Absolutely, I can. <laughs> yeah, the spiny blue shell. and uh, I can stab you, you in can, the back and take first place. Take out. That's right. That is exactly right, man. Man, what a great, what a great connection that's awesome i also wanted to have a better n64 track on the episode after the xena song so <laughs> this was pretty good pretty good not not the not the best track from mario kart 64 no, but, but damn uh, it, i've stripped this game clean dude i checked our spreadsheet one, to see what i could choose <laughs> because there wasn't yep. much left it was like this or moo moo farms <laughs> <laughs> oh, the boo farms. That's great. <laughs> oh, man. And that that's didn't have stuff. the sound that I really thought fit with Julius Caesar. <laughs> no, this doesn't either, but damn it, it's better than Moo Farms. And that's not a bad track either. That's not a bad track either. It's not, there's not really a bad track in Mario 64. Mario no, Kart 64. Kenta Nagata it's, it's did, a, did, did a fantastic, fantastic this, game, man. This is still the Mario Kart game that I have the fondest memories of, as I've mentioned many times. Just oh, like same. Mario 64 same. is the Mario game that I have the fondest memories like it's just that time period so i mean i i can't i can't say there's never been a mario kart game better than mario kart 8 deluxe but true no that this is game the top this to bottom is my favorite best mario kart game but this is my favorite one mario kart 64 is my favorite yeah that just i have so many memories of like playing it with my friends and it's just it's just so good i had to when I got the 64, uh, more the N64 on uh, Nintendo, the NSO um, expansion pass, one of the first things I did was jump in and I went to Rainbow Road. And Every time I do something like that Mario Kart's available on, that's the very first thing I jump into as well. When I got my SNES Classic, first thing I booted up was Super Mario Kart. Yep, yeah. It's just where I go to. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. And Backstabbing. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> good stuff what do you think uh real quick before we get to your last track what do you think about this whole uh rumor that we're going to actually get an original character in the super mario brothers movie that features the origin of the spiny shell have you seen know, i didn't even know that was a rumor dude on dude if you look at the poster that has oh like all God. the major characters on it okay one of the characters is a koopa that just looks like a koopa trooper but he has a blue spiny shell and it's the first time we have ever seen an actual koopa trooper with a blue spiny shell we've seen blue shell koopas but never a blue spiny oh, koopa the, the the one the one he's got wings on his back and he mm -hmm. you're right his yeah, hat he, so is he's, He's a blue spiny parrot. His hat is a blue spiny helmet. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. So there's some, there's been some small, like some minor talk on going on about that. But man, I'm so excited for that movie. It looks so fun. I will watch it, but I don't know that I watch it in <laughs> theaters. <laughs> uh, we're going to. It's it's like a family movie night for sure. us. We're going to yeah. go watch it. So yeah. I'm by myself. But, I don't know. But, that but I'm I, I go definitely check out hear Mario. you. I definitely yeah, hear you. I you know, I don't know that like, I'm going to go crash a, a showing a Super Mario Brothers by myself. You don't want to be the creepy loner in the back of in the theater no. full of kids. The no, Mario I'm not, not going to. I'm not going to Pee Wee Herman it up. So. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get too far down that road, let's get back to some light and truth. <laughs> yeah. Moving into my last track from Caesar Four. Uh, this is some some Latin that I'm going to mispronounce here. Lux et veritas. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, probably not too bad. Uh, Lux, I think, but Lux. Maybe I'm I'm not sure. I might be getting mixed up with modern. I was just thinking of like but... Luxor, right? But that's yep. also e Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but but Lux e veritas. Otherwise, I'm assuming translates to like in truth 
Um, this was composed by Keith Zizza, and I assume yeah. you know why I brought this one. Oh yeah, it's, it's from the from the Caesar series. Uh, these are puzzle games, I think, right? They are. They are. Yeah, because I found a couple of these um, when I was doing my research, and and there were some pretty decent tracks. Uh, gave me kind of a columns vibe, like on the on the Mega Drive, the ones I listened to. Uh, but this one, this is really nice. I didn't get as far as Caesar four, so so <laughs> I, I started. I started by listening to music in Caesar two, and I found yeah, a that's track. What I heard. Okay, I found a track in that soundtrack as I was going through some comments on YouTube. One of some user had mentioned that that track I was listening to ended up becoming this track in Caesar four, and that it was way better. So then I jumped okay. immediately to Caesar four and found this track, and I was like, "Oh wow, he's right. It's really good." And then I started listening to some other things from Caesar four, and nothing really stood out to me as much as this one did. So we just yeah. went with this one. Yeah, man, good stuff. Very nice. I really liked the spread we had on this episode. We had I some wasn't very, anticipating very different so many different genres and sounds. Yeah. And of course, you get a lot of epic warfare type uh, stuff with, you know, Caesar. But of course. But yeah, I think we've got a we've got a great presentation here of Ides of March related stuff. And what a uh, dope idea, man. I, I it was a great freak, idea, man. I so, you know, I have a lot of fun with the composer appreciation episodes. I have a lot of fun with our normal stuff, right? Everything that we do but there was something about this one not knowing anything and not talking about it not planning anything and just bringing stuff that i really enjoyed yeah. it's almost like a like a grab bag but it's like a themed grab bag where almost anything goes as long as you have some way to connect it and yeah. i like i like your idea um of like us trying to figure out why the other one brought the track that was yeah. added some, and i mean granted we did really well now you did stump me with the uh the loof the the lufia track i was actually surprised that full moon was the the reasoning behind Toho, but um, <laughs> we, by and large, we did pretty well figuring out why each person brought the tracks. They did, yeah. And you, you nearly had me with Turnip Boy, and you did stump me with uh, with uh, the Mario Kart. Mario Kart, but, Mario Kart's yeah, the only one I stumped overall. you on. Yeah, that's it. Overall, good stuff. But and, as soon as um, I gave you one hit, and you had it, so that was it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the um, hopefully you actually get this out on March 15th. That would be fantastic. I, I <laughs> you, dude, I, you, you and me both. I hope I do. I hope I do. Obviously, that's the goal right now. The um, composer appreciation episode on that furnace is available. So make sure you go check that out. It did post a little late. It posted uh, several days late. The which in turn will delay the episode that went up last week or the one before this one our spotlight episode on Octopath Traveler 2 that likely posted on Saturday the 11th but so hopefully that gives me a couple days separation I really do want this to post on March 15th yep and like early in March 15th like I want it to be available March 15th for everybody so which means I'm probably releasing it Tuesday night but if it doesn't I'm not gonna kill you so oh you might though (laughs) at two (laughs) bedroth Oh man, but we're not we're not quite done yet. Uh, no, we you still got gotta, something something different to close us out here. Yeah, I do. We still got to talk. I'm going to get you you copyright tagged. We still got to get you. Um, Sorry, you know uh, they do that now. Yep, I've heard. I have heard. So <laughs> so I, I, because of the music I usually put in the media files for Kyle, so many of his episodes get flagged now, and I just say, hey, dude, it's for use. Like, come at me. Yeah. And, and they haven't came at me yet. So hopefully this one is old enough that it's not going to be that big a deal. Even and if I mean, it's, it's not, again, it's, come at me. Like, there you no, go. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to close out with a with a popular tune. Uh, this is from 
a uh, I did a, a whole fucking episode of licensed music. <laughs> you also just dropped an F bomb on on your one show that you yeah, try to keep. You know, <laughs> after you know, it's, it's the Ides of March, man. It's the Ides of March. You never know you what's going to happen. Gonna the Ides of March. You never That's know. Right. Beware the Ides of March. Um, but yeah, so we're going to listen to Vehicle from the band, the Ides of March. Uh, this was, uh, I want to say, like early '80s, late '70s. The lead singer for the Ides of March was actually look at, the look at bassist. The credits. I actually put it in there. March oh, 1970. Oh, there you go. Okay, March 1970. I didn't didn't remember that it was that old, but yeah. So. Um, so Vehicle by the Ides of March, this track was featured in Far Cry 5. Uh, it was, again, released originally in March 1970, but featured in-game on March 27th, 2018. Uh, the track was written and composed by Jim Peterick, or Peterick. Uh, my dad might actually be able to tell you. <laughs> yeah, he might know <laughs> so who that is. He's obviously but, just somebody from um, the Ides of March, right? He's probably the guitarist or lead singer or something. So Yeah, and I don't know if it's him or some other guy, but he, he was the bassist in the band Survivor who wrote uh, or who, you know, was famous because of their stuff on the Rocky movies. But yeah, also, I have the Tiger, dude. It's yeah, the also had uh, you know, the Tiger. Also had some, some good, good tracks on their own. But, uh, but yeah, so this is... Um, that's really it. I so Shoot Kapow plays trumpet in the high school band, and the band has played the Ides of March at football games for the past couple of years at least. And there is a, a solo that uh, a trumpet solo in this um, that is just uh, super great. I think it might actually be a- adapting the guitar solo that you hear in this, but for trumpet. And okay. One of the senior trumpet players almost always gets that solo, and this year it was all shoots, and she just loved it. She blew it out of the park, and so I knew about the track. Uh, I actually got my dad to play it on his um, rock and roll show on Saturday night for the kids to listen, and shoot, Pow got a kick out of that. And uh, so I knew it was by the Ides March. And then when I saw that this was the episode topic, I was like, I have to find if that was in a video game, we are going to play it. So, oh, yeah, there we go. You'll get to you'll get to hear it closing out the show. <laughs> and you brought this track because the name of the band is the Ides of March. There you go. Yeah, I <laughs> really, it. really had to. I really tried to stump you on that one. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. This is a cool track, though. I definitely heard it. I'm not super familiar with this song, but I didn't know it when it first started. It took me until the chorus to figure out that I had had heard it before and a lot of people are probably going to be like that this was not a super well-known track but it's one that has been in like movies and stuff and so it's one people will remember very 70s funk sounding so very nice but yeah man and that's it for me i don't have anything to plug so nothing to plug so i'm good nothing to plug good all right well, movie damn. bar is still on uh supposedly sometime in march we're gonna we're gonna do liar liar but that's about okay. it so not not quite there very yet nice. <laughs> very nice all right well i don't have anything either so i guess that is unfortunately gonna bring us to the close of the show for this week we do want to thank you for sticking with us listening to another episode of bg mania made possible of course by rpgr.com if you like video game music and more importantly you like us and you want to help us grow the show check the description box for ways you can do just that including a link to join our discord community click it join it and interact with us bedroth it's been a while since you've had the closer what are we going out with so yeah one more time we're going to listen to vehicle by the band the ides of march written and composed by jim Petterick, and this was featured in far cry 5 on march 27 2018 keep the music playing and keep it loud
I got pictures, candy, I'm a lover 